0: okay hello again everybody we're back again we uh kind of on a 90s kick so we're continuing with these like 90s sci-fi movies um and today we're talking about cube it's kind of cult horror movie um from 1997 and yeah cube is a really kind of interesting film like cube kind of reminds me of almost it's almost like a 90s version of saw like very low budget very kind of small scale and kind of created a following of people who are just like really kind of into it um, based on kind of this interesting premise. And so, yeah, basically the, we're really sure why it exists. We'll kind of get into that. They, there's some interesting theories kind of posited in the film, but these people are stuck there and, you know, there's a lot of math and stuff. It's kind of another interesting angle is like there's, an actual mathematical kind of layout to this this cube prison, but there's a lot of stuff we don't know, and it's just like you got to figure out a way to get out. And it's there's a lot of booby traps set up all over the place, so it's kind of a dangerous dangerous place to be in. Um, yeah. So what you what you think about you know this film, the premise, and like kind of the setup? Like, did did it really work for you?
1: Yeah, I, I think it really worked for me. I really liked it. I feel like it's a type of movie that it gives you enough information, but not all of it. So it keeps you wondering, keeps you theorizing, like people are still theorizing about what the purpose of this cube was um, even after, you know, it's been out for so long. Um, I feel like it could be an allegory for a lot of different things, Um, not just, you know, mental health, but also the prison system uh, or purgatory hell, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, cause like, I just feel like it's a it's a really good template for discussing a lot of different things. It's not, I feel like the, this movie isn't just one thing, which goes into the cube, just isn't just one thing. It's kind of like a, a Rubik's Cube itself, where it constantly shifts and moves and everything. And I like that about it. I thought it was really, really good.
0: It's really cool. Um, and they, the the budget for this film was, is, it seems like it was around $300,000, uh, which is not a lot.
1: No, for a movie, it's not at all.
0: That's not a lot at all. Um, So at the time, like, this is a very, very indie kind of film.
1: Yeah, this is back when indie movies were still indie. Like, I remember (laughs) once reading that Phantom of the Opera, like the the most recent, like, film adaptation of Phantom of the Opera by Joel Schumacher was the most expensive indie film. I'm like, this has the power of Andrew Lloyd Webber behind it. It's not an indie film. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's not an indie film. Um I you can you can kind of because like I feel like there's a difference between being outside the studio system and then being an indie film. Yeah. Because there certainly the majority of films are made outside of the studio system because now studios just make like twenty films. But the budget on average is probably like a hundred million.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like an indie film is something like Cube where it's like yes. under a million. It's under it's under a lot by what most studio films get and it's mostly i don't know maybe generally unknown actors and an art house type of director like which i feel like is a phrase not many people even say or are anymore like experimental films and stuff like that they still exist but there's usually way more money behind them i still feel like
0: yeah yeah, and yeah, this is like, because, you know, making a movie like Cube is basically, okay, me and my friends, we're just going to get some money together, and we have an idea, and that's it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's it, you know, um, and, and it's kind of crazy that this was basically someone's, you know, kind of idea on how to do a movie on the cheap. And it worked out to be really good and we're now watching it and talking mm-hmm.
1: about it. And it actually worked out really well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about the plot. So this movie, it uh, begins and this dude wakes up. Uh, his name is like Alderson. And he's wearing like a jumpsuit like if you're in a prison. He's got his name. He's inside this like metal room <clears throat> and they're basically there are like four doors and each door is like it's, it's got like a like one of those bank vault kind of locks on it like where you can kind of turn the thing and unlock it. And so then he goes from one room into another and then one is kind of color coded blue uh, and then he goes into this one that's color coded red and he crawls into it and then he just like something happens and we see him get like cut into pieces from this like kind of electrical wire. Um, almost like the piano wire kind of stuff, but obviously mm. even sharper. And then we see him get get chopped into like 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 they chopped up a piece of cheese, and mm-hmm. that and then yeah, and then he dies. So that yeah, that,
1: there's no coming back from that. So no, <laughs> which the '90s really liked doing, like the '90s into like the early thousands really liked doing that to people in horror movies. They even did it something similar in Ghost Ship, like that opening scene. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but there's something very similar that happens, and it's kind of like, I don't know, art departments were like, Oh, we can do this, <laughs>
0: Let's yeah, we'll chop keep doing you. it, yeah,
1: which it is like now. It's a little, you know, dis- we're a little desensitized to violence like that, but back then, I'm sure it was very like, Oh, like makes your skin crawl, it really does.
0: It does, yeah, because pretty much the guy gets caught up in some kind of like a net, and yeah, it's that. Ugh. Ugh. He's literally just
1: pieces. He's reduced to pieces, and it's just so gross. It's so gross.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, it's really gross. It, it's very cool, though. Uh, like, It's a whole... good setup,
1: because this isn't necessarily, like, a useless character. He's He sets up what our other characters don't know yet, <laughs> which I think is really good.
0: Yeah, so, <clears throat> the, yeah, this, this one, it's like a minute, tells us everything, right? Some kind of a prison. It's very dangerous. You can get killed. Um, And, you know, people don't know why. Like, he obviously didn't know why he was there. (laughs) Because otherwise he wouldn't have gone into that room and gotten killed. Uh,
1: It's his first day, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he didn't play the game right. Let's put it that way. No. (laughs) Cool. All right. So then um, this guy, Quentin, wakes up and he's in this room and there's this other guy just on the floor and he's like, what? And so then he kind of moves around the room. He opens another door. There's this other woman who's like crawling in and he kind of like picks her up and throws her in, uh, to the ground. And she's another prisoner. So she's, uh, we, we see she's Holloway and then there's someone screaming in another room. So then he finds her and that's, uh, Levin and, so then, uh, so basically, like four or five of them all come together uh, very quickly, and they're all they're all confused, right? They don't know why they're there. They don't they don't know what's going on. Um. So, yeah. So then, like from the jump, there's like five of them. So there's Ren, this French guy, who's sort of like a prison escape expert, I guess. Uh, Holloway, uh, who's like a doctor, uh, Levin, who's kind of like a nerd. She's like Mm -hmm. the nerdy person in the bunch. She has like glasses, uh, worth who's kind of like the silent guy. And then Quentin is like this very, um, I don't know, very kind of leader, like authoritative person. So yeah, I guess what were your initial feelings about each one of these, these people that we saw from the jump?
1: Um, well, Worth struck me as like a fatalist kind of character. Like, "Eh, I'm gonna die anyway, so what's the point in trying? Um, and you know, I for some reason I thought Levin was gonna have like some kind of psychological damage. I thought she was gonna have some kind of like history with that, and that's why she's there. Um, but she's really just the smart one, basically. Um I liked Holloway's character a lot because she's (laughs) She's actually, she's very paranoid. She's, like, the most paranoid person. Like, one of them. One of the most paranoid people. Um, I thought Ren was going to be a little bit more important.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They probably wanted you to think that, yeah.
1: Yeah. And there was something that, there's something that's brought up later in the movie about Quentin. I don't know if I should mention it now, but I picked up on it fairly quickly. And I didn't, I was like, "Mm, there's something off about, about this.
0: Yeah. He, Quentin says up front that he's, he's like, Oh, I'm a cop. I'm here to help you. Blah, blah, blah. We got to do this and that. People are looking for us.
1: Yeah. I didn't think that was true at all. I was like, he's not a cop. (laughs) This guy isn't a cop because a cop. I mean, I feel like a cop in that situation because Holloway does mention you haven't done anything except yell at us. And I was like, yeah, he literally hasn't done anything. He's using everybody else.
0: yeah uh um, I,
1: I won't go into it too too much right now since we're only like at like the 15 minutes into the into the movie
0: <laughs> yeah but you know that's a, that's an astute observation right um because yeah they they kind of they kind of like the other thing that's really interesting about this movie is it really kind of sets up there's these personalities right like that's really kind of I feel like what we're watching here set up these people who have distinct kind of personalities. And seeing if each one can suss out the other. Right. Cause that's really kind of the game here is who's, who's doing what, who's, you know, how can, how can you know what someone did before? Mm -hmm. What are the things, what are the tells that can kind of lead you to trust someone or not trust someone?
1: Exactly. And I feel like him by, by him saying, Oh, I was a cop. Oh, okay. He will obviously try and help us get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, what we thought about cops in the '90s and what we think about cops now isn't all that different, quite frankly. But you still look to them as like an authority figure who is mm-hmm. supposed to want to help
0: you. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the, yeah, there's always kind of the game of foot, right, of like trying to um, make people trust you. You know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of like surface level stuff where we're like, okay who you know there's always cuz there's always like there's there's like the the traitor right kind of character and there's always kind of like the the hero character and there's always kind of the resourceful one and it's like okay which one of these people falls into that these kind of archetypes um and for sure it kind of you know like again they're kind of setting up oh quentin he's like the he's like the leader he's like the good guy and, you know, and then, you know, again, like Holloway kind uh, of no, the worth worth just kind of comes off like, yeah, like you said, fate, very fatalistic, but, you know, you can maybe think, oh, maybe he's going to betray them. Mm-hmm. But you the know? thing
1: is, like, when it's thrown in his face, like, OK, why don't you just lay down and die? He gets up like he's so he he wants to throw it in their face that like, oh, I'll actually get up and help because I want to prove to you that you're wrong kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. It's really interesting. Um a lot a lot set up really. So then yeah, so so there's this guy Ren who's this uh he's we find out that he has a lot to do with like, you know, escaping prisons. He like he's like taking a shoe and then he throws it into this other room that triggers this trap that's like a flamethrower. Um and so basically he's trying to figure out like what rooms are safe or not. And yeah, there are very dangerous traps. Like we saw from the opening scene, there's this kind of metal wiring that will chop you up into pieces. There's flamethrowers and, you know, there could be other stuff we, we don't even know. Um, yeah, and meanwhile, they're kind of like trying to figure out like, you know, how did we get here? You know, Quentin's like, does anyone remember how we got, got here? And, you know, Holloway's like, no, I was eating dinner, blah, blah, blah. This and that. So they don't really know. They just kind of disappeared. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, so they move into the next room and then Ren walks into this room and then he gets killed with acid.
1: <laughs> yeah, right to the face. He
0: he gets killed with some acid. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That was fast.
0: Yeah. So what would you think about like, so we've seen a lot of Kind of VFX shots here, these kind of practical effect shots. Uh, what do you think of this one where the guy gets melted with acid?
1: Um, for the budget, I thought it actually looked really good. <laughs> I mean, I feel like these are again, these are people behind the scenes who really care about the movie and want it to be as good as it can be, um, with what little they have. And I thought it actually looked really good.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. It was very cool because, like, his head like concaves in. <laughs> So they everything had to get, else. Yeah, they had to get like an actual body or whatever. Um, like a double for him. Yeah, it was cool. So, yeah, that's where some of the budget went. <laughs> These shots were good.
1: Yeah. So, and again, it shows you how, what they're using their money for and how well they're using it.
0: Yeah, because every room is pretty much the same.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but, but that's good because like, you know, in our minds it's still still works it's not like it doesn't work
1: exactly Um, we can we can pretend that they giant they made a giant contraption that these actors are crawling through when really they're just changing like color
0: panels yeah the changing color panels on this one you know like whatever it is i forget They, they give an exact measurement it's like 12 by 12 by 12 or something like that i forget um yeah so anyway so um Another thing, too, to talk about is, like, the sound design was really kind of interesting, too. Mm. Like, the sounds of these traps. Also, there's there's kind of just the sound of things kind of moving around in the... uh,
1: Yeah, kind of like metal or mechanical gears shifting, which I really liked.
0: Kind of like an elevator. Like, when you hear an elevator kind of moving. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, that was really cool, too. Um, Really well done. So, yeah. So, then... They um, they kind of they're like, okay, that's trapped. We can't go that way. We got to figure out what's going on, or else we're gonna die. Yeah. This, this guy is the prison escape expert, and he got melted.
1: Yeah, he just got melted in the face.
0: In He's the really face, yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then uh, Levin kind of makes this comment about, you know, she's wearing glasses, and then like the glasses are for reading, and she's like really good at math on a certain level, and um, there are these numbers in between each room, and so she kind of, like, has this theory that the the rooms with prime numbers are not trapped. And they kind of test that out, and it turns out to be true. So that's a way that they can proceed without getting into trouble. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is, again, this is another kind of, like, part of the movie is like, okay, what's everyone's purpose for being here? Do they have a purpose for being here? Mm-hmm. Even if, if they do? Um, but <laughs> for the most part, each one of them actually does have a thing that they can do that is helpful for them potentially escaping. Um, and yeah, so Levin's thing is that she can, she's really good at math. And so she is able to kind of I guess, decipher the code, as it were, of uh, this this you know, like, like I guess the, the, the purpose of the cube and, like, one of the ways of getting around the cube safely.
1: And she kind of becomes, like, the most important or valuable, like, member in this tiny little, like, group of prisoners. Because now they all need her to make sure, they all need to make sure that she doesn't get hurt or anything like that. Because they know that they don't have the ability to decipher these numbers like she does. Even if it takes her a yeah. little bit of time to do this, because... She doesn't have paper. She has to like write, just like it. carve it into like the metal on the floor. So she doesn't even really have that to like help her help guide her. She has to like do it all in her head. So they really have to make sure that she doesn't get hurt.
0: Yeah. Although I think I think getting <clears throat> getting the prime number of a number or, or figuring out if a number is prime or not, it's probably not that hard. I'm I terrible was... at
1: math, so I, <laughs> I, I I would die. I would die. <laughs> you would just die.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. I saw one
1: there. of the the user review on IMDb was once again this is a situation where if I needed to use math to live, I would just die.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I yeah, right. I, I, I I fair enough. Um, I guess again, that's kind of, you know, like you're saying she became the most important person because everyone else is like, "Math? Math bad. Uh, I know math, I die."
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Okay, so then they get, like, stuck in this this situation where they can't, they kind of can't go back uh, because um, the next, well, they kind of get in the situation where the next place for them to get out is on the ceiling. And so they're kind of having to climb up this cube and go up, which is a little bit different from what they've been doing before. And then they open this door and this guy literally just falls out (laughs) of the door. Yeah, this poor guy, and he's like, oh, this room is green, I want to go back to the blue room. Um, and he's like this kind of mentally handicapped guy, and his, his name's Kazan, and uh, Holloway kind of looks after him. Um, yeah, and so so then we kind of get, they all start theorizing, right? So it's like, okay, who built this cube? Was it built by the government? Was it built by, ali- I think someone says aliens, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course it's aliens. <laughs>
1: It's gotta be aliens. Gotta
0: be aliens, yeah. Um, and someone's like, "Oh, it's just the military-industrial complex gone awry,"
1: or some rich guy. I think was also so that there. It's just some sick rich guy.
0: Some sick rich guy, yeah. So, what? So, what? What do you think? What What would be your theory, like as to who Who would have built this thing?
1: Some sick rich guy or aliens. <laughs> like, this is something I feel like Elon Musk would have, or Jeff Bezos would definitely be into this. Um, this feels because
0: like just Bezos. He sends you there when you you don't when you're slacking off.
1: It's like, oh, you didn't meet your quota. Yeah, just go to the cube. You didn't meet your like, quota. You go to the cube. Like, I definitely feel like it's in that realm of sick, twisted, rich guy fantasy, which is a real thing, um, or aliens, because only the aliens thing because we don't see the outside of it. I and mean, when we do. It looks it it looks alien like, and if math is a universal cosmic language that any being can understand, and that's how we would communicate with them, I feel like that would be a safe theory to have, a safe assumption. Also, they just randomly disappear. They have no memory of it. They don't know why they're there. Um, Or it could be just some kind of prison experiment, too. Like, testing out a new prison.
0: Yeah, what was that one? The Milgram experiment?
1: What's that? I don't
0: know. Well, it, it's not exactly the same, but like so in the '60s, they did all these experiments. So, like one that was famous was take a bunch of students, put them in a fake prison, yeah, and have students be in charge of them.
1: Yeah, and the the authority immediately went to their head. Like
0: immediately, yeah, they went crazy.
1: <laughs> I think there was also one of like depriving, like I think it was in Russia. They did these experiments on inmates, where like if you survive this experiment, you get to go free, basically. And they stuck it's kind of an urban legend now, but they basically stuck them underground and deprived them of light to see what the effects of depriving human beings of light would do to them. And whether it's an urban legend or not, it did not end well.
0: That's crazy. So they they like they did a legit like to the death kind of thing with prisoners. Pretty much. Wow. That's again, crazy. that's what
1: makes it part of like an ur- urban legend. There is records that a study similar to it was done, but whether or not it was as extreme as it's made up to be within urban legend is up for debate. But it wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't.
0: Yeah, because the, probably the details got exaggerated. But still, when you say, okay, you guys are going to go in a hole for X amount of time, like, <laughs> and you don't get to see light, holy shit.
1: Yep. And the thing is like prison systems have done things like that for a long time like in World War 1 they'd give a deal to prisoners being like especially in Great Britain they'd be like oh go fight for you know the motherland oh, yeah. and your your prison sentence will be expunged if you survive the war basically mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you survive the war you get to leave Australia. Exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I I kind of feel like um yeah, I think I think aliens is a good is a good one they it's really kind of interesting because they they float all these kind of theories and it's kind of like where people are really kind of going really conspiracy crazy at this time because it's like it's like maybe you know it kind well, of reminds me like an X-Files kind of thing or something
1: well we had the internet at that point and yeah. I'm sure one of the first things that was shared was some alien shit so
0: yeah oh yeah I got abducted and then the guy he he put this thing in me you know yeah I'm sure, I'm sure that I was... got through <laughs> I'm sure that was the internet <laughs> yeah I saw this thing it came down and he had this massive eyes and it looked at me yeah um yeah, this does feel a little kind of like like an X-Files episode, like, you know, like the episode ends with the lady like 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 someone running out of the cube and then they they run into like Mulder or something.
1: And they're like, "Oh, we've been trying to get it. We've tried to to like find you for all this time." And then there's like a 10-minute wrap-up of what the cube actually was. It definitely feels like something like that.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> and then in the end it's like like, Scully's like, no, there's no cube. You know, it's just uh, they were. It was, all,
1: it was all an illusion. They were in Russia. <laughs> if you weren't in a cube, you were just in Russia, which actually might yeah. just be that bad. It might <laughs> be worse.
0: It might just like, be worse. <laughs> that would be such a great, that, that would be such a great episode.
1: <laughs> but here's my card. And if you want to talk about it sometime, like, I'm here to listen.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, cause what, another thing that they float is, you know, maybe some government made this thing and then it kind of went awry. Like it, it, like I was almost thinking it's, it's sort of like the death star. Like, like if you made if they made the death star and they were like, wait, this is stupid. um Why are we building this thing? It's just going to blow up. It's easy to destroy. It. And, but then you built this thing. So what are you going to do with it?
1: Exactly. And they just left some people like, oh, they didn't make it to the transport on time. Oh well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they didn't make it to the transport.
1: Sucks to suck.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I almost feel i you know, it's certainly humans could make it, I guess.
1: Or what if they all had worked for it?
0: Yeah, and then they got and they, they got the mind wiped.
1: Yeah, they got their mind wiped, and for some reason Worth is the only one who remembers where because you have a doctor, it would make sense to have a doctor on staff because you're doing horrible things to people. Um, Quentin could have been a security guard who went batshit crazy about all of the things he was seeing and knowing what he was doing. Rand could have been a designer of some kind. Worth was he designed the outer shell and who am I missing? Levin is a mathematician.
0: Yeah, she actually came up with the the math of, of how to build it, basically.
1: I don't know where Zan would fit into all that. He's also good with numbers, as we find out later on. Yeah. He's, he's mentally handicapped, but he's not stupid. Um but maybe they all needed to end up there. Maybe anyone who works for them eventually ends up inside.
0: And that's not, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's actually, because when you think about it, that might be a good way to kind of cover your tracks, basically.
1: Your experiments can be the people who made it. Easy. Yeah. Like, it's easy. You don't have to kidnap actual people. Because
0: mm-hmm. another thing that they talk about is, like, it, it could be very compartmentalized, like everyone's doing a very small kind of thing. Uh, And so then no one sees the big picture other than, well, like you said, Holloway is very like, oh, it's them. They know the thing. This thing knows. It's like, who? Them. (laughs) It's like, okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And who knows what kind of horrible, like, Scar's memory erasure can, like, do to a person. Like, maybe it would make her really paranoid. Maybe it would make Levin really meek. Maybe it would make Worth really fatalist. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Also, some of them are named after prisons, like Levin Worth. Mm-hmm. San Quentin. I don't know if the other other names are actual prisons, but I did notice that. I was like, "Oh,
0: that's clever." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all basically named after some kind of a prison. And, um, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure where some of them, like, like Kazan. What well, I'm not sure. Yeah,
1: I, I'm not sure what where they're located or anything. But I mean, San Quentin and Leavenworth are pretty famous. They're very locals. famous.
0: They're very famous for sure. Um. yeah, so So then Quentin, uh, so then he goes into this other room, uh, but it isn't Prime, and he almost gets caught up in the trap that we see the first guy get caught up in.
1: Yeah, that and, was pretty tense.
0: Yeah, and then he barely escapes, but he gets kind of injured. His, his like leg gets kind of sliced up.
1: Because that's uh, the good thing about this movie is that there isn't one main character. It's an ensemble, so anybody could be next.
0: Yeah, anyone can just die. <laughs> 100%. Which is cool. Um, yeah, and so then like they get into this other room, and then Kazan's kind of like uncomfortable. He's like screaming in this room because it's red. It's like I don't like it. I don't like the red room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then okay, so then we kind of get this reveal about Worth, like you were talking about, like that he he worked for whoever built this thing. He's like, oh yeah, there's no way out of here. It's like, oh, how do you know that? Well, I designed the outer shell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I kinda got paid to put you in here.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, like I said, he he talks about this theory, you know, okay, look, it's just it's just a project gone bad, you know. Um, it's just this big government thing. There's no why behind it. It's just they they kinda you know, it's almost like if you build a really big prison. You know, I almost feel like this is something you would put a metahuman in, basically. <laughs> mm. You build it, but then it's like, uh, what are we going to do with it? Oh, we don't know. Okay. We built
1: it because we could kind of a thing. Yeah. It's like you don't build it because you should do it. We're just building it because we can. You know what I mean? Like, why not?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of talks about like, there's some kind of outlining math about it. Uh, so I think it was like 344 square feet. So it's like 14 by 14 by 14. And there's 26 cubed rooms which is 17,576 rooms. Fuck that. Fuck that, yeah. I'll just
1: take a nap until they get sick of me laying there and be like, no, you actually have to get up and participate. Nope, not doing it. I refuse to participate.
0: Yeah. What's the easy... Yeah, at that point, it's like, okay, what's the easiest way for me to die without having to eat myself?
1: Yeah, and that's another thing. They have no idea how long they've been in there. They don't know what time it is. Like... So I think Holloway mentions, well, they have to feed us at some point or something, and they're like, no, they don't. Not really. I mean, if they're going to put you through this, why would they take the
0: time to feed you? Yeah, this is, like, just, you know, yeah, it's just a place you send someone to either make them go crazy, get them killed oh. in a trap, or, you know, you just slowly decay, and that's it. Um, but yeah, so, so then, uh, Levin kind of sees that there's these, these, uh, the, the numerical markings. So there's numerical markings between each room and that those markings might be coordinates actually. And so that they may be able to find a way out uh, by sort of tracking the coordinates to a place that leads to a bridge out. And so, and that's another thing that uh, Worth talked about is like, yeah, there is kind of a way out, but like if there's 17,000 rooms
1: it's virtually pointless to try, right <laughs> which again brings in his fatalist personality it was like yeah, yeah there's a way but what's the point
0: <laughs> exactly we're we're in this thing that's so big and um sort of daunting that there's no there's no way we can actually scale it but you know uh worth is kind of like or, or levin is kind of like okay there is a way and we can we can potentially do it and so they're like okay Let's try and do this thing. So then they come to this room uh, where there's a trap. It's a blue room that has a trap that is um, sound activated. So this is a difficult one, right? Yeah. Because they they have to go through it unless they double back and take more time. So they're going to go through and save time. So, you know, again, and this is another thing. Quentin, Quentin's like, oh, we gotta leave Kazan. We have to leave him. And um is like, no, no, we can't we can't do that. You know, if you leave him, you're just gonna he's just gonna die. You're not Yeah,
1: stay. the compassion in Quentin is either not there at all from the beginning or very quickly he's ready to just lose all compassion whatsoever.
0: It's a little sociopathic,
1: maybe? A little murderous. Um
0: <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, um, you know, you're like, uh, I don't know, like, you're, you you seem to be kind of out for yourself and trying to manipulate people.
1: Yeah, I feel like this isn't the first square safe room he's been put in before.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Minus a straight jacket.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, okay, so then they're like, all right, so we can... So basically, they they, they figure out, okay, so... As long as they're in there and they don't make any noise, they can they can get into the next room. And the doors won't activate the trap. So, like, even when you open a door and it makes a lot of noise, it's not going to activate the trap. So they all kind of do this thing. Very dangerous, but they kind of – they all climb down there one by one, <clears throat> get in this thing. And, it you know, it works. They're all able to get in there. Even Kazan is able to, like, kind of keep himself – uh quiet and so then Quentin's climbing and like right as he gets to the last point Kazan kind of makes this noise and then Quentin like has to like get into the room before he gets killed um and and then he's like super mad or whatever he's mad bro <laughs> but that was a really cool scene I thought yeah.
1: Very smart, very harrowing again, because you're like, "Oh, you can't make any noise, but this poor kid can't help but make noise when he's afraid. And I just love how like maternal Holloway is towards him. I get the feeling she I don't know if they ever mentioned actually what kind of doctor she is, but I get the feeling this is not the first time she has had to um, help someone with a um, mental Ill- illness or a um, handicap. And I like that she immediately tries to like look after him and protect him. And I appreciate that about it.
0: Yeah. It, it, yeah. They're kind of, cause again, like you said, she's the one empathetic, really empathetic person. Yeah. Um, Quentin is very self-serving. It's uh, almost, you know, to a point that is self-destructive as we'll find out later. Um, you know, the, the other one, the others are kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're human, but they kind of, they seem to kind of, like, just kind of go with the flow of what Clinton's saying. Yeah. And, like you said, Holloway is very kind of, he's like, oh, we're all gonna die.
1: <laughs> I like that Holloway, though, is paranoid, because her paranoia is right. Yes. She's right to trust her gut, in the end.
0: That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, you always gotta kind of trust uh, your instincts on a certain level. Well, oh, yeah, um, like,
1: especially because, like we all have intuition. We all have that gut feeling when something's not right. And we generally don't trust it more often than we should, because we want to have faith in people, you know, like they want to have faith that, you know, okay, Quinton's a cop and he is, should be the leader in this scenario automatically mm-hmm. because of that authority, um, without questioning, were you actually a cop? Or are you just mm-hmm. saying you were a cop? Yeah.
0: And yeah, it's like, yeah, you're a cop. That means you're good. Right?
1: No, it doesn't. <laughs> if I was trapped in a cube with a cop, I would literally be like, yeah, we're going different ways, dude.
0: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you go that way, I go the opposite way.
1: <laughs> Sorry, one second.
0: Okay. What time?
1: Sorry. Like 11. 11? Mm, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah, no worries. Um,
1: uh, but yeah, uh, he's got chaotic energy. When- <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. Like, like, where would you put like all the people on the on the um, what are they, The D and D scale. You know, who's who's the chaotic good? Who's the chaotic neutral?
1: <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I think Zan is chaotic good because he can't he can't help it. That's just just yeah. who he is, and I just feel so bad for him. The way Qu- oh, I wanted to kill Quinn long before anything else happened. I'm like, you stop fucking talking to him like that. So yeah, he's,
0: he talks down to him so much and like, yeah, he just basically wants to get him killed. Um, Yeah, it's pretty bad. Because
1: he thinks Xan is the one who's going to get him killed and it's not. He doesn't realize he's the one who's going to get them killed.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just, again, like I said, he's just a very self-serving guy. Like, it's all about himself. It's not about anything else. And so he sees no use for this person. Yeah. But he can't because he can't think of outside of himself um so anyway so they they've at this point they've gotten to like the edge of the cube so then uh they kind of they create this rope for Holloway to get out because they're trying to see if they can get across to the wherever the hell (laughs) out is you know so they try to to get her out there and she's kind of she kind of sees the edge of the cube it's really cool Kind of this, this, this is like one of these computer-generated effects that they have. There's probably only a few in the movie. Um, And yeah, it's really, it's really, really kind of interesting because you can see, like you're saying, it's like a, it's like a Rubik's cube. Mm
1: -hmm. But like,
0: there's, there's these kind of shafts where like all the different panels move around, and they can move around on the outside. Um, But there's no, you can't see what's beyond the cube basically
1: yeah and and it's it goes too deep because then then it gets dark you can't see where it ends where it begins and it's just it's a behemoth it's huge
0: yeah yeah um so she's trying to swing to the other side but she she kind of can't get that far and then she kind of falls and then uh so so Quentin, like, grabs her her arm and he's looking at her and then he just drops her and just lets her go and just lets her die.
1: Yeah, just... they had had some kind of confrontation earlier where she was just like, I don't think you're really who you say you are. And I think you are actually a control freak who is getting off on telling us what to do. And she's the one who points out you haven't done anything. She's like, Levin is the one deciphering the numbers. I'm the one looking after Zan. Like, we're getting you through. And uh, he picks up on that, and she becomes a liability of sorts.
0: Yeah, a liability for him.
1: And she sows the seeds of doubt within the rest of the group. So, really, she accomplished quite a lot within helping them. Um, Unfortunately, he's a dick and (laughs) kills her
0: for it. He's 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 a sociopath. Oh, absolutely! Like, I think he was probably
1: up. already a prisoner of some kind. I think he was probably a murderer or a serial yeah. killer. He keeps bringing up his family. I'm like, did you murder your family? Like, that's what I wonder. Yeah, he says, family? "Oh yeah,
0: yeah." Like, like they t- they have this discussion earlier. Like, what's what's the reason for living? He's like, "Oh, I have a wife. I have I have uh, two kids, but we're not together anymore." Oh no, it was like three boys or something like that.
1: Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, we're not together. We're just separated." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, By she- what?" death
0: (laughs) yeah i mean she she probably got separated in half
1: yeah i genuinely think he probably went crazy murdered and murdered his family maybe he was a cop and that's what drove him crazy i mean this is (laughs) no this is genuinely like what like that is actually a real thing like i've been actually researching it for another project of like spouse abuse by police officers and it's a real thing especially the biggest study was done in the 90s about it
0: It's really cool. I I remember seeing some, it's like 40%.
1: Yeah. Two cases within the last year and a half have happened here in New Hampshire. There was one last year in July and one recently just happened, uh, or sorry, not one in New Hampshire, one in Massachusetts, but at least in the New England area, two cases have already been profiled here in the New England area. So I feel like that's something, some kind of chip on his shoulder that's going on and... Yeah. To, yeah. Again, he had to get rid of the liability, which was Holloway.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, you are going to be eliminated, so I'm just going to drop you. Exactly. Um, and then he says, oh, she slipped. Oh, so I just couldn't hold on to her. She just
1: slipped right out of my hands when I let her go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I opened my hand, and then I just saw her fall to her my death. So sad. Um, yeah, but, okay, so they don't know that he's evil. Uh, and so, so then later on, like, they're kind of resting or whatever, and then Quentin, like, takes Levin into the, another room. He just goes on this weird, like, incoherent like, rambling
1: yeah. while also
0: hitting on her. It's, like, really, like...
1: Yeah, again, I was just like, okay, gross, dude. Like, because we know she's a student. We don't know how old she is. Also, I really This actress was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine because it was bugging yeah. me. I'm like, where have I seen her before? I'm like, oh, she's Ezri Dax. Um... But yeah, that was just creepy and weird and just, again, solidified everything I was already thinking, which was like, yeah, you're a piece of shit. And I think that's when she kind of figures out, you killed Holloway. Also, he has a line earlier before they rest for like an hour as long as I say it is. I'm like, fuck you. I know.
0: <laughs> it's like, dude, like that almost kind of makes me feel like he was a cop because it's like this all this very asshole-ish authoritarian behavior.
1: Yeah, and now he's treating them like they're his prisoners in someone else's prison. It's like... Uh, yeah. Maybe he wasn't a cop, maybe he was actually a security guard. I keep going back to like the security guard or cop thing, like I'm flip-flopping about... Mm-hmm.
0: That's another like thing...
1: ...about this movie is that you can theorize as much as you yeah. want. Yeah.
0: There's like, you know, the people who you think that they're a cop, those are even worse, but they're a rent-a-cop. hmm And they have these delusions of like, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, I I protect the the mall, and so... You gotta do what I say. Yeah. Um, and they're like tasing kids at the mall. It's like, dude, you're a freaking rent-a-cop.
1: Not <laughs> even. You're just a dude. who failed being a cop, probably. Yeah. Which, how do you do that? Because they literally let anyone be a cop.
0: <laughs> I I know. Um, I'm going especially people like
1: <laughs> Yeah, especially people like, like <laughs> archetypal abusive power character.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 basically what they look for. Yeah. Um. So, so then Worth attacks Quentin, and they they're fighting. And he's yeah, they get to the scene where he's just like beating the shit out, out of Worth, just like relentlessly. Um, yeah, he's a stone cold psycho, right? Mm-hmm. He's just straight up psychotic, just out of his freaking mind. <clears throat> um, and yeah, now basically they know. Okay, you're you know, you're you're locked in with a psycho, Yeah right? That's the new problem. <laughs> yeah that this dude is totally out of his mind. Um, Okay. So then they end up back in the room where they started and some more fatalism. Now they're like, okay, we're cause like they, they fall into this room. Right. So like he throws worth into this room. Quentin does. And he falls on the body of Ren. That's still melted.
1: I liked that twist. I was like, Oh damn.
0: Yeah. So then they're like, shit, we're, we're really fucked. Like we've, we've basically gone in a circle. Um, but then, so, you know, again, we've, we've been hearing these kind of like, like I said, it's, it sort of sounds like an elevator moving around, you know? Yeah.
1: More like the, not like the nice fancy elevator that's in the front of the building. It's like the, what do they call it? It's a, um,
0: this amazing, for laundry.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, like the laundry elevator in the back that's really old and hasn't been replaced in like 90 years. And that could snap at any moment. It sounds like that, which is scary. Service service elevator.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, exactly. It sounds like a service elevator. It's very, It's like hella fast.
1: Yes. Um.
0: So, uh, Levin figures out. Okay, so the positions keep changing, but it, it basically has a number of permutations of changes that it will have. Um. So, basically, over the course of certain uh, permutations, you're going to end up at certain locations and because of that you can be in one place that's going to lead you to the bridge out but you got to wait for the right location and the right permutation so they figure okay there is a way out now this is this is it so we just have to do some math basically um the other thing too is so like they you know uh like okay so you know that whole thing about the prime number thing that was kind of off <laughs> um <coughs> it's it's like I forget exactly what she says, but it's like uh, rooms don't have traps if uh, they they are numbers that are identified by a prime, and she can't she can't factor them. But Kazan can do it, just like he can just do it off the top of his head. Yep. And so that makes him really really useful now. Now that he's like oh yeah,
1: suddenly Quentin doesn't want to kill him. Interesting. Well,
0: you know, again, Quentin wants to just use people, right? Yeah. You're a tool, and then once I'm done with you, I kill you.
1: Yeah, which is what psychopaths do.
0: <laughs> He's a fucking psycho, yeah. Straight up. Okay, so now they have a plan. So they're kind of figuring their way through, because is helping them do the math to know what's safe or what's not. Uh, and so they're moving, they're moving. And so then Worth like tries to kind of catch Quentin. When he's vulnerable.
1: Which I'm so glad he tried because he's like, oh, well, he's being nice to us now. But as soon as he gets pissed off again, he's going to try and kill me. Also, I like that he's not letting it go, that he nearly just beat him to death. He's like, yeah, I'm not letting that go. I'm a fatalist. I'm going to lay down and die someday. But like, that was a dick move, bro. And he tries trapping him in the door. I was like, yeah, he oh.
0: tries to trap him in the door. Um, and then they're able to kind of trick him and get him stuck in the, that blue room. Again, the sound activated one. So then they leave him behind. So they're moving on. Uh, But then the rooms move and Kazan gets isolated from Worth and Levin. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then so Worth has to double back to get get Kazan. He's able to do that. Uh, They get back together. So then they get to the room um, where basically to where the bridge is. And... You know, the, this thing opens up, and then so they see, they basically see the light, um, and they're like, "This is this is kind of close to it. This is where you can can get out." And then Worth is just like, "I have nothing to live for out there." Um, I forget. Uh, Levin has some kind of she says something, but then she gets stabbed in the back, literally, by Quentin. This piece of shit.
1: <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, "You son of a bitch! Can't you just die already?"
0: Yeah, so then they're like fighting, they're fighting and they're fighting. Um, Quentin kind of tries to stop Kazan from leaving, but then Worth kind of traps Quentin and then he gets trapped in the in, in between these two kind of doors while they're moving. <clears throat> and so then that kills uh, Quentin. We see a blood smear.
1: Across. Yeah, I love that. I was like, eh. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. A, a, a fitting way to die for him. Um... So yeah, then cause Zan's the only one left alive and then he he's he's gotten to the bridge and he crosses the bridge into the light and he gets out and he leaves.
1: I was so happy about that. Like I was I was so utterly relieved when Zan got out because if anyone did deserve to be there, it was him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about what Levin or Holloway did. Maybe, ooh, actually, a good chip on Holloway's shoulder was that she accidentally killed a patient or something. Again, this movie just makes you theorize and shit because, because, because of
0: some uh, paranoia or something.
1: Some paranoia, or maybe that's why she is paranoid because she doesn't want to hurt someone again. Because they all, ha- like, Quinton's there obviously because he's a psychopath, like genuine psychopath through and through. I don't know what Levin could have done. She just even, she even can't think of anything small. Uh, Worth thinks he knows why he's there because he helped build the outer shell. So maybe I deserve to be here because this is what my work is doing to people. Um, But like Zan is literally as innocent as a person could be. You know what I mean? And if anyone deserved to leave, it was him.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, It's really, it's really interesting. So, you know, I guess you know what's uh, like. What do you what do you think Levin did to get there?
1: Maybe she cheated on a test. Maybe she slept with a professor. Maybe you should, Maybe she tripped a girl in ballet class and she fell down or something. Who knows what what constitutes as big or small to the people who's putting them in there. You know what I mean? Um, there, there's this one of the things I love about the show, The Good Place, is that it breaks down the tiniest things we do that make us be either a good person or a bad person like buying tomatoes from the wrong store because they're picked by migrant workers who are paid pennies or when you could have bought them somewhere else where they were grown differently and it's those tiny little things that end up building up to make you lose points to going to the good place which is basically heaven and it's something very similar to this who knows what they did. (laughs) that yeah. that makes it good or bad to whoever again decides that they get put in this prison
0: yeah maybe she, shop,
1: sure. maybe she was a shoplifter
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah because we yeah we, we don't know we can just theorize we can kind of like look at things and say okay maybe it was this maybe it was that you know it seems pretty clear like quentin is someone who is probably in prison for a reason for like doing mass murder Mm. or something like that right just killing a bunch of people um lying about like you said yeah maybe he just killed his whole family because uh, he's
1: normal up to a certain point he's not like that when we first meet him so clearly he can fake it he can fake motivating people to do what he needs them to do because in the beginning he's like oh don't you have anything to live for or don't worry Levin. we're gonna get out of here just relax or whatever we all just need to stay calm but in the inside, he's like, I need to get the hell out of here. And it's only a matter of time before that r- real face of a person shows.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Like, for sure, it almost kind of feels, it kind of reminds me of, like, Memento. Just thinking about the different Memento theories, mm. you know, about the character. Um, yeah. So, was uh, what are the things you really liked about the film? What things really worked for you?
1: I really liked the characters on a whole. I thought they were pretty realistic, fairly relatable, very different personalities all shoved together. I liked the design of everything, like very simple. I like one of the things that it could have worked as a play, which is was something that I was noticing about. is it. like it's a very simplistic design aesthetic, if you will, like the from the costumes to the actual cubes rooms that they're in. I feel like it definitely could have worked as could work as a play, which I think would be really interesting. I, I can't think of too many sci-fi plays that are out there. Um, and yeah, I just like, like again, the sound design was really good. I love sound design. Um, it it just seems, it's such an unforgiving environment. Nothing soft, everything is a hard edge on top of the fact that every room you go into could kill you.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Um... Yeah, it would be like so. So you're you're saying you'd be up for the off Broadway cube? I would Uh, see this off
1: Broadway, sure. Why not? I bet it'd be great. (laughs) You do some crazy things on Broadway. I mean, Broadway's pretty much dead during COVID, which is really sad. It's super dead. (laughs) Oh, I feel so bad for those
0: actors. Yeah, it's just super dead.
1: (laughs) What is usually a a struggling Broadway's actor other source of income? Being a waiter or a waitress, (laughs) primarily.
0: You just like double. You just dead you're just double screwed i
1: was i was talking to my mom about it the other day i'm like i feel so bad for these these actors because it's so sad like both of their incomes are just taken away
0: yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah it sucks unfortunately
1: <laughs> it does but back on topic i would see an off right <laughs> off broadway version of cube <laughs> I feel like
0: that movie. would be cool <laughs> and you're right because it, it's very you know it's about the characters um you know, you could just basically have one set and then just change the colors, kind of.
1: Exactly, it's the same as, as how they filmed it.
0: So that yeah, that would that would be interesting. So, does watching this movie make you interested in any of the sequel prequel stuff that's also out there in the franchise?
1: There's wait, I mean, this is a franchise. I feel like every time we, we talk and watch a movie, I find out that there's like a franchise related. I know, I had no idea. I had no idea. Now that I know, I might actually.
0: I believe there's uh, at least two other movies.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm kind of curious. I what I like about this film is you know, it's very kind of contained. Very much so. It's it's its own thing. It's very contained. There's not this. You know, there's a lot we can theorize about. We can kind of like go. Okay, there's way more here potentially. Um, but the premise is purposely kind of, you know, not, it, it, they, they did world building in a way that's very smart. So that's like, okay, there's a, you, you can think, you the audience can think about the, the, the answers to these questions, but we don't have the, the budget to go there
1: we just don't have the budget for flashbacks yeah. or anything like that because I feel like there was definitely ample opportunity if they had had more money more time um, to maybe do some flashbacks and give us a, some more little pieces as to like who these people really were in their real life um, but at the same time I'm kind of okay with not knowing I kind of like the mystery and I like wondering because yeah. I know, it's just kind of more it's more fun that way sometimes when you give too much <laughs> away it's like that's it
0: something that just came to my mind is, would be like doing something like Lost like do a TV series so they're stuck in the cube and then you get these flashbacks so imagine like one like you know this episode about Quentin and he's like yeah I, I had you know I had three boys or blah 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 and you get like you know you see the flashback and it's him like like you said as like a security guard or something and he's he's doing whatever And the episode ends with him just like just killing his wife or something. And then like his son sees and then he kills him, you know?
1: Yeah. Because like one of the things that makes Quentin kind of becomes a one dimensional psychopath towards the end, because we don't get to see that. And I feel like if they could have explored that, we might've been able to feel not necessarily bad for him, but at least know the reasons why he's like this. Um, because I like knowing the motivations of villains. I don't like them just always being, oh, "I'm gonna destroy the world." <laughs> and oh, it's so villain man, my twirling my little mustache. Mm-hmm. I like, I like knowing their motivations, and it, they better be good.
0: <laughs> yeah, or even you know, even something where we can see, because like even if you don't like a character, but you kind of either understand them or you kind of you know, it's kind of kind of like uh, some of the Game of Thrones kind of characters. Like, they're so evil. You're like, okay, this dude is, like, on a whole nother level. Um, but I kind of respect it. You know, like, imagine seeing him in another prison situation and he's doing similar manipulative tactics. And you can tell he's really good at manipulating people. Exactly. Right? And he can just take people and then pin their personalities and, and control them and use them. You know? And then at least we're like, okay, this is what this guy does. Yeah, he gets into a situation. He dominates it, and then he uses people to his own advantage. And then when they're no longer useful, he kills them.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. So, so yeah. So you're a little interested in the uh, the, the the cube universe.
1: Yeah, I didn't know there was more. <laughs> I like that idea. I I hope they're they're good, <laughs> but.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they seemed okay from what I was seeing on MDB and stuff. Um, you know, it's kind of hard. I feel like with these kind of movies, I'm trying to think of what this kind of reminds me of. Um, it's a little bit like Evil Dead is another kind of movie that's very kind of cultish, very small budget. Um, and ironically, he basically just redid the movie again. <laughs> So sometimes that happens. Just do the movie again with a bigger budget. Um, exactly. So, yeah. Um, cool. So, any any last thoughts about this movie or anything that stuck out you want to talk about?
1: Not not really. I just again again I I like the allegory that it could be about like heaven and hell maybe like trying to escape hell or purgatory or something like that because at the end of the movie Zan runs into a giant beam of light basically, and I think it might have just been the way they it was being filmed with the light hitting the dark spots, but it almost looked like it was snowing around him too. But again, that might've just been like the way the film was reacting to the light. Um, but I think, it, I think it could definitely be a metaphor for a lot of different things. And I highly recommend it. And I think people should go and watch it. And there's a reason it's a cold movie.
0: Yeah, totally. It's a very, it's a very cold movie, but it's, it's good. I like it. I mean, you know, I'm, I was, like, very impressed by what they were able to accomplish with the budget they were able to cut. It's just a really smart kind of movie, well put oh, yeah. together.
1: Yeah, they were able to do a lot with very little, and I appreciate films like that, who can give me more with very little.
0: Yeah, it's just some panels.
1: Exactly, <laughs> it's some panels and lighting, and some fake blood. like Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, there's like two VFX uh, shots. There's like the guy getting chopped up mm-hmm. and then the, that body when uh, Ren gets splashed with acid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's really cool. not
1: that gory. It's more frightening of what, what the goriness, what the traps can cause is, and that gets your brain turning. That's the, you do all of the horror inside your own head, which I think is really interesting because there's two really grotesque, horrific things that really happen And the rest is your own imagination freaking you out, which I think is, again, makes the movie very smart.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's really it's really well done uh, for what for what. Like I said, I I really kind of compare it to Saw. It kind of feels like that similar setup. Get people stuck, but then have all these kind of things, these different machinations that people have to go through. Yep. Um, Cool. All right. Well, yeah, I think that uh, that covers it. So, um, yeah, thanks a lot, everybody, for watching and listening. Really appreciate it. And um, take care. Uh, may the force be with you. And live long and prosper.